When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Red or Dead is sponsored by Book Riot Insiders, the digital bookish resource and hangout spot for readers. Enrich your reading life with our Book Riot Insiders perks. We've got three levels to Insiders, short story, novel, and the epic level, and you can try any level out for free for two weeks. For podcast lovers, that means you, insiders at the novel and epic levels get access to two exclusive shows, the Read Harder podcast, which gives recommendations for the Read Harder challenge task by task, and Book Riot Remixed, where we randomly pair up hosts from across our shows to talk about, well, whatever they want. Insiders also get exclusive access to bookish deals, behind-the-scenes newsletters, our new release index, the Epic Book Club, and more. Sign up for your free trial at insiders.bookriot.com. Welcome to Red or Dead, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the world of mysteries and thrillers. This is episode 105, and we are recording on Sunday, June 27th. I'm Katie McLean Horner, along with Nezra Javed, and we are coming to you from Book Riot. Hi, Nezra. How are you? Hi, Katie. I am good. It's It was a very, very hot week, and it's finally cool and windy, and it, it's been good. I was outside in the morning, and every Sunday, I love going outside, and I tell myself that I'll do this more often, and then every Sunday rolls out again, and I'm like, okay, well, next week, you know, <laughs> I'll try and go outside more. But what about you? How has your week been? How are things on your end? Oh, you know, same old, same old, busy, just lots of lots of stuff happening, but I'm Excited for this next week, just because this is the last last work week before my birthday. Yay! What would? <laughs> uh, my birthday is on July 5th, and at my library, since the 4th of July is on a Sunday when we are already closed, they are taking the 5th off. So we're already closed on my birthday, which I think is 100% the reason why we're closed and not because of where the 4th of July falls during the (laughs) week. That's what I'm going to tell myself. And then I took a couple of extra days off because that's how I always treat myself on my birthdays. I never had to go to school on my birthday because I have a July birthday. And gosh darn it, I am not going to work on my birthday either. So that is always my yearly gift to myself. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes, I feel like with everything reopening, libraries have had a, you know, tough time at it and you deserve a break. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm I'm excited to do a whole lot of nothing. Well, no, I take that back. We are going to another Cubs game on my birthday, so that'll be fun. But after that, I'm excited to do a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> Except reading. I'll have some books lined up. Yeah, uh, that's what we have planned for this long weekend as well. We had a couple of friends who were thinking about going out of town. And we we said, no, we just we just want to stay put like nowhere, please. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting long weekend. And I hope you have a fantastic birthday week. We'll all be sending you birthday wishes from, you know, from here. <laughs> and book recommendations. <laughs> Send book recommendations for my birthday. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. You all know now what Katie wants for her birthday gift. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump in, and I know we're going to have a lot to talk about for this episode, you want to give us our first sponsor? Absolutely. This episode of Red or Dead is sponsored in part by the audiobook edition of Fallen by Linda Castillo. In New York Times bestselling author Linda Castillo's new thriller, Fallen, a rebellious Amish woman leaves the plain life, but the secret she takes with her will lead Chief of Police Gate Burkholder down a dark path through danger and death. Whether you're new to the series or a returning fan, this thrilling audiobook will keep you riveted until the very end. The audiobook edition of Fallen by Linda Castillo is available wherever audiobooks are sold. We thank you very much for sponsoring the show. All right. So welcome to all of our lovely listeners. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We are so happy to have you. If you are a returning listener, we are so delighted to have you back with us again. And if you've listened to the show before, you know this is the part where we put out a call to our listeners. And like I said, at the top of the show, we talk about mysteries and suspense and true crime and just about anything that falls under that umbrella. And we always like to get show suggestions from you lovely people, because they have really helped us out in the past, plan so many episodes. They give us an idea of what you want to listen to. They help us broaden our own horizons. So whether you're looking for read-alike suggestions for a popular author, or there's a subgenre you kind of want to explore more, but you aren't sure where to start, or if there's something happening in the news or an adaptation you'd like to hear us talk more about, or whatever the case may be, if it falls under the mystery, suspense, and true crime umbrella, it's fair game, and we would love to hear your suggestions. So if you have any ideas for us, you can shoot us an email or reach out via social media. We will have all of our contact information at the end of the show and in the show notes. So we'll make sure that you're covered on that end. And we just always put the call out ahead of time to get those creative juices flowing. And even if you don't have an idea and just want to say hi, we love hearing from people who listen to the podcast. And it just makes us so happy. So feel free to do that as well. And if you enjoy this podcast, you can definitely leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts, and that will help other people find us and join this awesome community that we've helped cultivate over the last four years. So yeah, so normally we jump into our news segment from here, but there isn't a whole lot happening over the last couple of weeks, and we both really want to jump into the main part of our discussion, which we figure is probably going to take a little bit longer than usual. So we're just gonna we're just gonna get right to it. We're just gonna jump in. So for today, we're gonna talk about audiobooks because if you were not aware, June is Audiobook Appreciation Month. We are still in June, and even though you'll be in July by the time you listen to this episode, audiobooks are fantastic listening all year round. And Nezra and I both really, really enjoy audiobooks, especially mysteries and thrillers on audio. So. Yeah, Nestor, talk about why you're so excited. I mean, I know why I'm excited, but... <laughs> yes, so I have been an avid audiobook listener for the longest time, and I just love audiobooks so much. So I used to, um, you know how you have a favorite author and you look you look out for their works? I reached this point in my audiobook listening where I seek narrators and I look out for the works that they have coming, and that's what actually 
makes me pick up new books that, oh, okay, this is narrated by this this narrator. And I just love audiobooks for the amount of, you know, they make, they help me get more reading in. But also it's just, it's like a whole other experience. It's a whole production when you listen to an audiobook, especially like when they have multiple performers. And I just... I am obsessed with audiobooks. I have, I think, three different subscriptions going on. And my Libby library is always full with 10 audiobooks I want to listen to. Nice. <laughs> I listen to it on, ever since uh, the world has opened up. I do commute uh, for work. So it's one hour, one way. But I I am, and I'm not, you know, making this up. But they, that hour flies by because of my audiobooks. So... I just, I have so much appreciation for them just because the amount of reading they help me get in and the people who do these audio, like who narrate these audiobooks, I have mad respect for them. They accomplish, it's a whole production that goes into these audiobooks. And if you've ever seen a behind the scenes of an audiobook recording, it is just that people have take multiple takes. There's a whole script they have to be comfortable with and Oh, so I, I, I could just gush forever. So yeah, I for me, audiobooks are really interesting. Like I was always a print reader. And then I got into ebooks. And I was like, okay, I can do digital. But it wasn't until like, less than 10 years since I got into audiobooks. And I started getting into audiobooks by listening to print or listening to print books on audio that I had already read and really loved. And that was that was how I really fell in love with audiobooks because I was able to appreciate what they were doing while not having to worry about like keeping up with the story as much because I'm like, okay, I already know what happens. So I was able to kind of like tune in on these other elements and experience the story in a whole new way. For example, some of the first audiobooks that I listened to were the Dublin Murder Squad series by Tana French on audio, oh. which, oh my gosh, holy crap, those were unbelievable. Like, I have read most of the Dublin Murder Squad books at least twice. A lot of them I've read more than that. And listening to them on audio, it was like experiencing them again for the first time. Like, there were books that in the series that I read in print that I was that like I had opinions about, but listening to them on audio just changed those opinions. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, like how did I miss all of these nuances? And that's the magic of having a really good narrator. I think because of that, I audiobooks can sometimes be difficult for me to get into because I'm really looking for a listening experience that pulls me in and doesn't interfere with my processing of the story. Because there are, I mean, there are so many different audiobook narrators out there. I mean, it is, and especially now over the last few years, audiobooks are a booming element of the publishing industry. Like they're getting really, really popular. So we're getting, we're just getting so many more titles on audio. And I think it's really, you know, it's really important to find the right narrator for the story because I have listened to audiobooks before where the narrator just did not fit the story and it really pulled me out of it. I remember there was a I think it was a Stephen King novella collection that I was listening to on audio and one of the stories was narrated by 
a woman, I don't remember who it was, and I'm not going to look it up and say, like, ah, it was this person. But her portrayal of the character in the novella was just so at odds with what the story was saying that I, like, it was no longer an enjoyable listening experience because I was like, oh my god, this this person would not talk like that. And so I just, I, I have very specific requirements that I can't always identify. It's one of those things like, what's, I think it's, it's the, the story of Mr. Pig goes to market where he says, I know what I like, and that isn't it. <laughs> like, that's sometimes how I feel like with what I feel like with audiobooks. But when you find the right, the right combination, mm-hmm. it is just magic. And like you said, it's a great way to add in more reading when you've got a busy schedule, or you've got a long commute. Like that's one of my favorite ways to pass the time if I'm driving to work, or if I have to drive somewhere that's going to take more than like a half hour or something. I love putting on an audiobook to pass the time. Uh, there's also this element of accessibility that audiobooks uh, bring in. Because uh, over the past years, a lot of people have come forward with how, you know, they can't read for long stretches of time or how uh, how audiobooks help deliver those stories to them. And I also feel that in the sense where, th- so there, there's there's always, I feel like whenever on Twitter, there's always this deb- debate going on about whether audiobooks are real books or not. And, you know, it's it's ridiculous. But especially I remember when I had my daughter uh, two years ago and, when you're in the throes of, you know, new momhood, finding time to read books is hard just because there's so much day to day that you have to, you know, do with a newborn. But audiobooks are what sort of help me process those things in a much easier way, in the sense where if I was overwhelmed, I could read a me- funny memoir, or I remember reading Shirley Jackson's Life with Savages and Raising Demons in the throes of when the pandemic had just started, we were shut in, we had no childcare and her audio, then those uh, memoirs as audiobook really kept me company. And for me, audiobooks also do something so fantastic where they help more people, you know, because at the end of the day, books are about stories and it doesn't matter how you read. It's just, you know, listen to the other person's story and audiobooks help add that layer of accessibility where if you don't have enough time to sit down with a book or if you it, if it's hard on your eyes or if it gives you a headache, you can always listen to them. So, I mean, we can't say enough good things about audiobooks. Yeah, and I was just thinking about in, I think it was 2016, when the one year that Book Expo came to Chicago. And I went because I was like, it's in Chicago. I don't have to fly to New York. Oh my gosh. And I went to, I think it was during the Library Journal Day of Dialogue that always coincides with Book Expo. And I may have the dates off, but I know that I attended a panel that had top audiobook narrators. And they talked about their experiences with narrating audiobooks, how it works, and they were all part of a compilation. And I can't remember what the compilation was, but each one of them read like just like a minute passage from their portion of the audiobook compilation. So you you had these five brilliant narrators. And we're talking like, I don't remember like if Cassandra Campbell was on that panel, but it was like that level of narrator. It was, uh, I remember Dion Graham was there. And it was just like these alien list audiobook narrators and they all read a section and it was just 
magical hearing all just all five of them in front of us you know no fancy recording studio they just went into their narrator mode and it was just beautiful to listen to everyone in the room was just like oh this is so cool (laughs) and I yeah I remember that distinctly and that was more in the earlier days of my audiobook listening and I was I was just enthralled listening to them so with that, why don't you go ahead and jump into jump into your first pick? Because I am delighted to hear about this one. Absolutely. So my first pick is one that I'm I recall having spoken about it on the show before. But what I really want to do this time is take the time to talk about the narrators in particular. And the first one is Pretty Things by Janelle Brown. So this this is a mystery, and it it's very. It's a very different kind of mystery. It's very slowly and intricately plotted. And I've I had it on my shelves forever until I came across the audiobook. And the audiobook is narrated by three narrators because it's a multiple character story. It's narrated by Julian Valen, Lauren Fortgang, and Hilary Huber. And now all these three narrators in their own right are absolutely fantastic. Julian Whelan is one of my absolute favorites. Hilary Huber is the famous uh, narrator of the Neapolitan Chronicles by Elena Ferrante. And Lauren Fortgang, if you, is also fantastic. She has also narrated Tuesday, Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts. So what these three narrators managed to do in this uh, in this book was it's a very character-driven mystery, and just having these these three narrators did they got the job done. Where you where you feel so invested in the what the characters are doing and how they're thinking that after it's a, it's I think it's a 16, 18 hour audiobook, and usually those I stay away from those just because it seems daunting it just in my head but i i just couldn't stop and i i I remember i was listening in two minute increments so if my daughter was brushing her teeth i would quickly put in my airpods and get those two minutes in but just their performance it just made the characters leap out of the page and they also their narration kept up with the pacing of the story so you know in the beginning it's more of a build-up we're getting to know our characters um, you move at that pace, you're moving slowly. But then as the story accelerates or, you know, it starts to reach its climax, their narration picked up pace with that as well. And it's just so incredibly well done. And it just made my, the enjoyment of the story. I, I think it was increased it multiple folds. I opened this book multiple times last year to read it, you know, always read the first prologue and was always fascinated, but never made it past that. But these three narrators, they just hooked me in. And it, like I, I was not able to think about anything else until I had finished the story. And I 100% believe it was because of the three narrators. And if you are unfamiliar with this story, so what happens is in this two, the lives of two women intersect. And the way that they intersect is how basically our story, you know, how would I put it? The main climax of the story. And they're these two women come from different backgrounds. We have Nina, who expected that her liberal arts degree would, you know, bring her a fancy career. It would, you know, a fulfilling career. But what ha- what as instant happened is she has had some family complications and she finds herself drifting and 
I'm I'm trying not to spoil it as I'm just gonna leave it at that. And then we have Vanessa, who is, you know, young heiress, and she's trying to make her mark in the world. She's an Instagram influencer. And the lives of these two women intersect when they both uh, find themselves at Lake Tahoe. And I'll just leave it at that. The book begins with, the prologue begins with, you know, a line about Lake Tahoe, which I was there three weeks ago and I couldn't unhear that line. <laughs> That's how how it, you know, embedded in my psyche these narrators had gotten that every time I saw Lake Tahoe, I kept saying to Umer, you know, like, you know, like it starts with, this is the first line of the book, so it's not a spoiler, but it says, you know, uh, no one knows when a body sinks into Lake Tahoe or something like that. And I kept telling that to Umer and Umer just kept looking at me funny. He's like, have you been here before? Have you <laughs> have you been doing things? I don't know about. That was, and I was just telling him, I was like, no, can you see? Can you imagine? And it was a very awkward conversation, but it was, these narrators did a fantastic job. And if you, if like me, this has been on your radar, but you've been afraid to pick it up just because I think a 400 plus mystery book or a, a suspense book is a commitment in my opinion, just because you never know, you you know, it's going to get slow in the middle and there's just always this endless books that you have to get to, but try the audiobook because it is fantastic. I purchased, I listened to it on my Libby app and then I actually purchased the audiobook it was, to listen to it again someday. It was just that good. So again, that's Pretty Things by Janelle Brown. And the narrators are Julian Whelan, Lauren Fordgang, and Hilary Huber. Yeah, uh, when you said uh, Julia Whelan, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I've listened to something. And I'm like, I'm, I know I've listened to a couple things with her, but she does the Amy Elliott Dunn narration for the Gone Girl audiobook. That's what I know her from. And she, oh, she did such a good job with that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my first pick is one that I think I mentioned during last episode that I was currently in the middle of, and I have now finished it, and I really enjoyed it. And that book is A Good Marriage by Kimberly McCrape, and it's narrated by Sarah Zimmerman, Carissa Vacker, and George Newburn. So this is another one that has multiple narrators. And for me, sometimes I sometimes I really want the multiple narrators. If it's done well and there's a distinct difference between the narrators, it it works really well because I can I'm like, okay, I know who's talking, I know what's going on, I know where I am in the story. Sometimes if there are a lot of narrators and some of their voices aren't super distinct, it can be harder to keep track of who's who. But this one did it really well. So with this book, it follows two women. And the first woman's name is Lizzie Katsakis, and she is an attorney. She has been asked by an old friend from law school to represent him because he has been arrested in suspicion of murdering his wife. The other perspective that we get from the book is the perspective of this this man's wife in the days leading up to her death, and her name is Amanda. So we've got Lizzie and Amanda, and then George Newburn in the middle, or in between a lot of their segments, does narration of court transcripts or interviews or other kinds of legal documents that give you just a little bit of extra information as you figure out what the heck is going on here. 
So without going too much into the plot, because this this is a plot that twists and turns and you're never quite sure where it's going to end up. But what I really liked about this book is it's really built around the it's it's got a storyline that slowly pieces itself together the farther in you go. And I think that type of storyline is really well done when you have multiple narrators because each one not only is providing the story behind their characters, but their narration can also add little, just little touches. I won't even call them clues, but you get a sense of the character's emotional state and their reactions and how, you know, how the the narrator chooses to represent the character reacting to something happening in the story, I think can really can really enhance the story when it's done well. I did feel like listening to the audiobook that Amanda's character, so again, she is the woman who who ends up dead. And we know this from the very beginning, she is dead. I did f- I did feel like at times her the way her character was portrayed made her seem a little I don't want to say helpless, but she always she always seemed like she was on the verge of breaking down. And while I think that does add something to her character, after a while, <laughs> after a while, I just wanted to be this woman, look at this one, be like, oh, come on, get a grip, will you? Come on, let's show a little fortitude. But overall, the the narration was was really good. And it's almost like these two women are almost in conversation with each other, but not quite. And it just, it really works well. It's like this slightly misshapen puzzle that comes together at the very end. And I loved this book. And part of that is the strength of Kimberly McCrate's writing. She is just such a great author. I've read a couple of her other books, and I've really enjoyed them. This book, it's part domestic thriller, part legal thriller, like where you get the ins and outs of the court system and stuff like that. So if you really like that when you come across it in your stories, this is a really good one. It doesn't overshadow the rest of the story. There's plenty of psychological suspense and, you know, what's going on? Who did it? What are these characters doing? You know, there's plenty of that in there as well, but it was just a really good mix, really compelling. And yeah, this was one where I was, you know, I primarily listen to audiobooks when I'm driving to and from work, but if they're really good, I'll be at home and I'll have my headphones in and Blaine's asking me a question. I'm like, sorry, I'm listening. I don't, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> and I found myself, I found myself doing that with this book, the farther into the story that I got. So again, that is A Good Marriage by Kimberly McCrate, and it's narrated by Sarah Zimmerman, Carissa Vacker, and George Newburn. I also felt that how they broke up. So George Newburn's narration was a nice break from the women's voices in the head because it it serves. It's I felt like it served a purpose, you know, you know, and it's I co-signed this recommendation. I I did this in audio as well, and I think it 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 was served well by the audiobook narrators because it's that kind of plot where you have to stick with it to find out where it goes. And it's just more fun when you're, it's just more fun and more doable when they have fantastic narrators to take you there. So I co-sign that. All right. And then before we get to our next picks, I have our second sponsor for the episode, which is Sourcebooks, publishers of Hostage by Claire McIntosh. 
Mina is trying to focus on her job as a flight attendant, not the problems with her five-year-old daughter back home or the Fishers in her marriage, but as the plane takes off, Mina receives a chilling note from an anonymous passenger. The following instructions will save your daughter's life. When one passenger is killed and then another, Mina knows she must act. But which lives does she save? Her passengers or her own daughter and husband who are in grave distress back at home? It's 20 hours to landing and a lot can happen in 20 hours. So, if you're getting out and thinking about traveling again, maybe you want to hold off on reading this book before you hop on a plane. But if you are looking for a really, really interesting psychological suspense novel, Claire McIntosh is a an internationally best-selling author, and she has received accolades for this book from Lee Child, Lisa Gardner, Lisa Jewell. They've called it hypnotically good, fiendishly clever, like a blockbuster movie. So if all of that sounds like it's up your alley, and I think that would be up a lot of our alleys, make sure you pick up Hostage by Claire McIntosh, published by Sourcebooks. And we thank them very much for sponsoring this episode. All right. And then uh, my second pick is one narrator and then, and I'm going to quickly mention two of her books that I think are well done on audio. So the first, this is Cassandra Campbell. I know, uh, Katie, you also mentioned her. She is a powerhouse, I feel like, in the audiobook narration. As far as audiobook narration goes, she has been covered by Audiophile extensively. She just does such a fantastic job at narrating audiobooks and bringing the characters to life. And I have actually stumbled upon Cassandra Campbell through other genres, but I eventually made my way to the mystery thriller genre and she did not disappoint. So the first book that I have is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Who hasn't heard of that book at this point? I'm wondering, but that was me. So I, I, I just, after reading all the reviews, after uh, listening to so many people talk about aspects of that book, dissecting the what worked, what didn't work. I felt like I had already read the book before I actually had. And it always just sat on my shelf, you know, and I, I never really got to it. And it was just someday I'll get to it and understand what everyone's talking about. And then enter Cassandra Campbell. She did a fantastic job at narrating this book. And just a little bit about the book, if you are not aware of this, it focuses on Barkley Cove. And there are it's a it's a quite fishing village, and our main narrator is Kaya Clark. And it's about how there are rumors of this marsh girl and how Kaya Clark is, you know, adrift in the village and just a murder happens and how that whole thing unravels. It's a very it's one of those books where the landscape is a very big character where it's and I think that's what made where the crowd had sing a huge it made it a huge, you know, success was because it just brought those marshes to life. And then at the center of it you have this suspense, incredible, incredible suspense, and this almost coming of age aspect, your fault. It's it's fantastic. And Cassandra Campbell did a fantastic job at it. And she helped me sort of get this off of my TBR because I, I mean, there's me to where the crowd at sing. It's, it's, I, I felt like I understand why it worked for so many people. And Cassandra Campbell helped me understand, you know, yeah, like she helped me 
read that story and experience that story to a whole other level. She brings the characters to life. She brings the landscape to life. And at the same time, she maintained, I feel like she maintained the pacing well. And the other book I want to talk about is, which is not out yet, but I am, I already have it bookmarked because, you know, Cassandra Campbell is reading it. And it's The Turnout by Megan Abbott. And of course, if uh, I've spoke about, so I've spoken about Megan Abbott multiple times on this show. I absolutely love her and her books are always, you know, these, they're always an amalgamation of so much. They have domestic suspense, but they also have these coming of age aspects about how turbulent, you know, adolescence is in, is in general. And this one is no different. I I had the fortunate chance to read the e-galley of it and it is fantastic. And I cannot wait to experience it in Cassandra Campbell's voice. Just a little bit about the book. It focuses on two sisters, Dara and Mary Durant, who have been dancers since birth and they have been trained by their mother. However, once uh, their parents die in a tragic accident, they inherit the school that their parents ran together. So you witness the dynamics of these two sisters, but then also a lot of family secrets come to the surface and you get to learn about how the parents came to die. And just, it's a, it's a lot going on. But I cannot wait for Cassandra Campbell's narration. And I just wanted to mention this here so that all of you could have it on your radar as well. So that's The Turnout by Megan Abbott. And the narrator is Cassandra Campbell. Yeah, I've definitely read a couple audiobooks um, that she narrated. And I think, yeah, both of them are from different from different genres as well. But yeah, she's narrated like everything. Like, I feel like she's she's one of those narrators, like, even if you're not super into audiobooks, you've probably heard of Cassandra Campbell. <laughs> All right, so my next pick is one is a book that we have talked about on the show a couple of times, and that is Tiny Pretty Things by Danielle Clayton and Sona Shirapotra. And it has four different narrators, Nora Hunter, Greta Young, Imani Parks, and Laura Delano. And each of the narrators for this book follows a different character. It takes place at an upper New York City, very prestigious ballet school. And each one of the, there are four different characters that each have equal time in the, in the novel talking about, you know, their lives, their relationships, and the complications and that they are having with the lead up to, to this very prestigious performance that they're going to be put, that they're going to be putting on. Like everyone wants the top spots. It's this, this book was described as Black Swan meets Pretty Little Liars. And I have said this from the very beginning. Not only is that an incredibly descriptive comparison, it is also very accurate. (laughs) And if that sounds like it's ringing some bells for you, like, hey, this sounds like it might be really cool. Read this book. It because that is 100% what this is. But what really made this book special was the characters. Like, there's there's backhanded psychological suspense stuff going on with the with the competition to for the or for these dancers to earn their roles in the show. And, you know, there's all kinds of all there's all kinds of suspense with that. But the characters, their relationships with each other, their rivalries with each other, their romantic relationships, their like their relationships with their family. Each character is so well rounded and is so they just feel like fully formed people. And they're all dealing with different issues like, you know, with 
Some of them have issues with eating disorders. Some of them have issues with, you know, really dysfunctional family lives. And it just, nothing feels like it's gratuitous. Nothing feels exploitative. It just all feels very realistic. And like you're listening to these people's lives unfold. And that is, I mean, that's due to the to the writing ability of the authors, but it's also really due to the narration. And this, even though this is a young adult book, it was a longer audio book, if I'm remembering, maybe maybe somewhere in the 13 to 14 hour range. Um, I can't remember exactly. So it is a little bit more of a leisurely paced audio book, but it doesn't matter. You you just kind of get absorbed into these characters' lives. And this is also another really good example of each of the narrators really embodying their character to the point where every time it, it jumps from character to character, you know exactly who's talking, what's going on. You just are immediately oriented within the story. You're not listening to it for a couple minutes going, oh, wait, who is this again? Like, that just doesn't happen. It was such a good audiobook listen. I remember recommending it to a bunch of my friends who were looking for audiobooks to listen to like while they were working out or whatever or whatever they were doing and I was like this one will keep you entertained and it, it is just a good solid chunk of entertainment. So again, that is Tiny Pretty Things by Danielle Clayton and Sona Chirapotra and it's narrated by Nora Hunter, Greta Young, Imani Parks and Laura Delano. All right. And real quick, because I cannot let this conversation end without me mentioning Bonnie Turpin, who is absolutely the narration queen. I have come across Bonnie Turpin's works through multiple genres, but the two that I want to mention are in the mystery thriller genre. And the thing about Bonnie Turpin's voice that I love and just her performance style is how she can narrate across genres so incredibly seamlessly so she has done the i think it was the book club's guide to slaying vampires by grady hendrix but she's also done the american spy by laura lauren wilkinson and the two that i wanted to mention the one is the conductors by Nicole Glover and then there's other one is The Gone Dead by Chanel Benz and now The Conductors is basically a story set it's set around the time of the Underground Railroad in Philadelphia and it has elements of you know it has fantasy romance mystery a lot going for it and it's a lot more plot heavy than you know that's where you would say a more character driven novel or a more layered suspense novel it's very plot heavy there's tons going on you have to you know you have to be in the plot to actually enjoy the book and bonnie turpin does a fantastic job at it then we have the gone dead the other one which is a very slow you know there's like a build-up there's a past that's going on there and it's it follows this story of you know with like a person coming back home and facing their demons facing their haunted pasts and it's she does a fantastic job across genres and the, like these two that i mentioned are the, if you have not come across her work yet these two are the places i would consider trying so either try the conductors and you know 
for the plot or the gone dead for you know for just immersing yourself in her voice but oh she just does an amazing job and i definitely wanted to mention her here so that's the narrator is bonnie turpin and the two books that i mentioned are the conductors by nicole glover and the second one the more slower one is the gone dead by chanel benz All right. And then my last pick is the book that I would probably describe as the best nonfiction book I have ever read in my life. So, of course, it gets tucked in at the very end. Um, But that is Columbine by Dave Cullen, and that's narrated by Don Leslie. This is an example of a book. I mean, it's it's nonfiction. It's a very well-known nonfiction book. Dave Cullen wrote was one of the main journalists who covered the Columbine shooting when it happened and the aftermath. And then about 10 years afterwards, he wrote this book. I just be forewarned that obviously I'm going to talk a little bit about mass shootings, which is that's that's one of that's one of those topics in the news that is very, very troubling for me. And that's probably why I was drawn to this book, because I have I have a fascination with things that terrify me. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, this, this book talks about the lead up to the actual shootings at, Col- at Columbine High School. They talk about the, the two shooters and, you know, it, it goes into their, into their lives without, it, it doesn't, it doesn't glorify them. It doesn't demonize it, but it really lays bare exactly what was happening, what was going on you know, the kind of the the thought processes as best as they were able to piece them together after the fact. It dispels a lot of the myths that came out after the shooting happened, like the whole thing about the trench coat mafia. Like, it really, really, really takes a very close look at what happened. And, you know, it's not sensationalized, it's just laid bare. This is one of those books where the narrator does a fantastic job because the narration does not impede the actual text, the actual book. Like, I don't... The, so the book is narrated by Don Leslie, and I honestly can't remember specifics about Don Leslie's narration. And I mean, granted, this was like five or six years ago that I read this, that I listened to this book, but he his narration was so compelling that this was a book that I would be up way past my bedtime listening to. And I'm like, this is not bedtime listening. This is very upsetting. This is very disturbing. This is very, you know, very troubling. But I literally could not take it out of my ears. And I I don't remember how long it took me to listen to this book because it's a very dense book. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff being unpacked in this one. But I I could not stop listening. And even though it was written, you know, at this point, well over a decade ago, it's still so unfortunately so relevant. And it's one of those it's one of those books that I mean, it's true crime, it's investigative reporting, it's not true crime in, you know, it's not how we might normally think of true crime. But it is such an important book. And it just it just blew me away by how well it unpacks everything. So if this is a topic that you are, that you're okay with kind of diving deep into and you have not yet read Columbine, this is this is one I absolutely recommend everyone picking up. So again, it's Columbine by Dave Cullen and it's narrated by Don Leslie. 
All right. And I think it's safe to say Katie and I could go on for a while. So we're gonna, <laughs> uh, we're just gonna leave you with these picks too. And but definitely, we're gonna have all the information in the show notes about the narrators about the titles we recommended. And if all of you have any absolutely must listen books, please, please send them our way. We love getting your recommendations. And I and I love hearing why what works for other people in audiobooks and what might what might be something I haven't you know yet considered is something that could work in the future and it's just I just we just love talking about that topic and with that we will jump into our new releases uh Katie do you want to give um our listeners the first one oh sure so yeah so both of uh, the main new releases that we're talking about I believe are coming out next week on July 6th so the first one that I wanted to talk about is People Like Them by Samira Sidira, and it is translated by Laura Vernode. And this book is described as the perfect nanny meets little fires everywhere. It's described as a really intense psychological suspense novel inspired by a true story about a couple in an insular French village whose lives are upended when a family of outsiders moves in. It explores topics of racism and jealousy in a very subtle way. It's This book just sounds super, super interesting. So the main characters in this book are Anna and Constant Guillot, who live with their two daughters in the remote mountain village of Carmack. And they are really isolated from the outside world. Everyone in the village knows each other. Most of its residents look alike until Bakari and Sylvia Langlois arrive with their three children. The new family are very wealthy. They're very flashy. They're outsiders in a small town. Their, their expensive house, their expensive cars are a stark contrast to the modesty of their neighbors. And despite their differences, the Langlois and the Guillots form an uneasy, ambiguous friendship. But when both families begin experiencing financial troubles, the underlying class and racial tensions of their relationship come to a breaking point and the unthinkable happens. So this book asks, how could a seemingly normal person commit an atrocious crime? How could that person's loved ones ever come to terms with it afterwards? And how well can you really know your own spouse? So again, that book is People Like Them by Samira Sidira, and it is translated by Laura Verneau, and that comes out on July 6th. All right, and my pick is one that I'm super excited about. It is Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby, and this, again, like Katie said, comes out on July 6th. And if you are not familiar with Black Dog Wasteland by S.A. Cosby, I suggest you take the week off and Go grab yourself a copy or the audiobook, which is also amazing, and immerse yourself in this book and then go buy this book on July 6th. But it, Black Dog Wasteland was one of those books which I always recommend to people because it did this thing where, you know, you're watching an action movie and you just, you're loving, you know, the sequences and, but there's always, there's always a little bit missing because, you know, I, in my experience, a lot of action movies just, they miss out on the maybe the character development, not all of them, but most of them. So Black Top Wasteland by S.A. Cosby was one that balanced character development with the action sequences. And the action sequences are, you know, car chases and high speed driving. And there's there's so much. Go- 
it's it's a very intense experience and I loved it and um, I'm super excited for this one. Uh, it is it follows Ike Randolph who has been out of jail for 15 years. Um, but when police show up at his door, the last thing he expects to hear is that his son Isaiah has been murdered along with his husband Derek. And Derek's father, Buddy Lee, has also been out of the, you know, he has also been out of the crime scene, but he still has contacts in the underworld. So when Buddy Lee and Ike Randolph both find out that they're, you know, that their sons have been murdered, they join their forces uh, and they sort of have to jump back into their past and everything that they've buried to find out who it was who actually killed their sons. And it sounds like a lot more emotional a lot more of an emotional journey this time, but I, um, but it still promises, you know, that uh, Gospy is like trademark fast pacing, but also this heartfelt commentary about, you know, just just being human, and it's it's it sounds like a fantastic ride. So again, that's Razorblade Tears by S. A. Cosby. All right, and then really quickly, I do have an honorary mention, and that is Survive the Night by Riley Sager, which comes out on June 29th, so it will be out by the time you are listening to this, and I have loved and adored all of Riley Sager's books. They combine psychological suspense thrillers with horror tropes, and his first one was Final Girls, which is just, that is one of my favorite books to recommend to people who are looking for, like, a thriller that will, like, blow your hair back with how fast it moves. (laughs) And Survive the Night, the trope that he plays with with this book is the trope of the unknown hitchhiker that someone picks up and of course there is all there are all kinds of problems with doing that and i'm guess he's going to dive into every single one of them so again that one is survive the night by riley sager and that's out on june 29th all right and then i was gonna say i usually we talk about what we're what we finished and what we're starting but i've got nothing written down for this section <laughs> aside from from finishing up A Good Marriage by Kimberly McCray. What about you, Nezra? I have had a similar experience where I am in the middle of a lot of things, but none of them particularly, you know, ones that I feel like I'm going to complete anytime soon or I want to talk about, I want to have enough grasp on them to talk about them yet. So yeah, it's, it's a, I don't have much talk about here as well, but we hopefully with the long weekend coming, we should have some more tons to, you know, catch our listeners on. Or at least one or two. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that is our show. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. Thanks so much to our wonderful, wonderful sound editor, Jen Zing, for always making us sound great. For show notes, you can head over to bookride.com slash listen. For more book recommendations and more bookish goodness, head over to bookride.com. And don't forget to check out the full stable of podcasts at bookride.com slash listen or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. If you want to send us an email with feedback or show suggestions, you can reach us at redordead at bookriot.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Javed Nasra. That's J-A-V-E-D-N-U-S-R-A-H. And you can find me on Twitter at KT underscore library lady. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.